Second reading comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 through 13. Listen for a word from God. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has taken the seat at the right hand, the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet rested to the point or resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as children, saying, My children, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, or lose heart when you are punished by him. For the Lord disciplines those whom he loves and chastises every child whom he accepts. Endure trials for the sake of discipline. God is treating you as children, for what child is there whom a parent does not discipline? If you do not have that discipline in which all children share, then you are illegitimate and not his children. Moreover, we had human parents to discipline us, and we respected them. Should we not be even more willing to be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, in order that we might share his holiness." Now, discipline always seems painful rather than pleasant at the time, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, for you are a God who is faithful and loving through all generations. Amen. There's a community of people in northern India called the Kasi people, and it is, they live in one of the wettest places in the world. The area gets somewhere between 32 and 45 feet of rain a year. To put that into comparison, our soggy Huntsville only gets about four and a half on average. So during the wet season, when most of the rain comes, the rivers become these dangerous, rushing, destructive forces. And the issue with that is it can wash away any bridge that the Kasi people try to build. So in the dry season, when they are farming and trading with other villages, they can't get to them. And so what the Kasi people notice is that trees on the banks of these rivers had really strong roots that could be molded and weaved together. And so over time, they started weaving the roots together from either side of the bank, from tree to tree, connecting the two and making a natural bridge a natural bridge that could withstand the forces of these rushing rivers. And so they decided that they wanted to connect 
with the other tribes who were in the area. And so they began planting these trees. And the trees took about 15 to 20 years to fully mature. And then they would have to weave the roots together. So inevitably, the elders of the village started making plans and started doing work that they wouldn't even see the fruit of. They wouldn't ever walk on those bridges. But they were invested and cared about their community. And they were planning for their future, for the benefits of all that were with them. On this All Saints Sunday, we will read the names of members who have died this past year. We will remember the saints who have passed away in previous years. And I can't, be help, I can't help but be thankful for the commitment of those saints to this community and this church as the Kasi people were, to invest in a community that even after they were long gone, the fruits of their labor and their love still exist. As the pastor at this church, I have the great privilege to hear how relationships, how mentorships, how safe places, how beautiful sanctuaries, how programs have altered people's lives. And I know there's much more stories that have not yet been shared. But it's these stories that are shared and stories that are unshared that have formed who we are, whether we realize it or not. Names that have long passed that still influence us because of the love that they gave to their community, which has been passed down and passed down. And now we participate in that every day. This Hebrews passage is one of my favorite in the entire Bible because it points to the fact that we're not doing this exhausting thing called life, this challenging thing called faith alone. We're doing it amongst a great cloud of witnesses. We're doing it amongst the community of God who is showing us where to go, calling us forward, demonstrating how to walk, embodying sainthood, And then as the passage goes on, we have a God who gently corrects us when we stray. Teaching us. I was listening recently to a TED talk that happened a few years ago. And the speaker was talking about the four sensory ways in which we teach or that we learn. And maybe you've heard of these. We have the visual. When you see something done, maybe that's the best way you learn. Or tactilely, when you get to have your hands on and and mold and move around. Or maybe it's reading or writing. Or maybe it's orally. When you hear it, you can digest it. And the speaker said, you know, actually studies have shown that that's not necessarily true. That we don't have these innate ways of learning. He said the best way to teach is to get your students to care about what you're teaching. And isn't that true? And so we think about what motivates us to learn. For me, it's hearing someone else's passion, feeding off their excitement and the love that radiates from them. How many of us can say that we know God better because there has been a saint in our life just radiating the love of God? Their love and passion for scripture and prayer, their investments in our lives cannot help but move us towards God. It can't help but spur us on to want to learn something more about God, to engage with God. We may, as Tara 
called them a few weeks ago, call them angels, or we may call them witnesses, we may call them saints. But ponder on those people who have drawn you towards love. That word witnesses is an interesting word. In the Greek, it is literally, it's, it's pronounced martyr, which is where we get our word in English, martyr, someone who uh, is persecuted or dies for something that they believe in. But in scripture, that word martyr, which we translate as witness, refers to someone who has witnessed the resurrection of Christ. So therefore, a witness is someone who has witnessed the miraculous love and intervention of God in the world. Someone who has witnessed God calling forth from death to life. It also means something in the legal sense, right? A witness is someone who comes and testifies before a court. They have seen something, and so they spread the good news or what they have seen. And so that is what we have with witnesses, someone who has witnessed God's work in the world and then testifies, tells others about it. So this great cloud of witnesses that surround us at church, that surround us in our community, are ones who have seen God's transforming work in the world and now tell others about it. But it also just means to witness, to see something. And it says the great cloud of witnesses are surrounding us as we run the race of faith. And so we are being observed, cheered on, encouraged by this great cloud of witnesses, both those who have passed on and those who are present here with us this day. And so the question begs to us, as part of a community of faith, as witnesses to God's saving love, who are we cheering on? Who are we encouraging to run the race of faith? Who are we encouraging to drop those toxic things that hold us down? Who are you encouraging to witness? Who are you witnessing to about God's transforming love in your life? Who are you encouraging by God's love? In essence, what are you doing to build up the kingdom of God and the people of God? Like in our Joshua text, are you telling future generations about God has rescued us through the waters of baptism? How God's grace meets us at the Lord's table? Or maybe let's start smaller. And just think, have I stopped to reflect on God's faithfulness in my own life? Do I even know what that is before I can share it with someone else? So maybe we just need a moment of reflection. As I look at the names of saints in our bulletin, the names that I will read, I can't help but feel sadness at the loss of their presence at the loss of the bodies that are no longer with us, the loss of their physical lives here on earth. But I'm grateful because I can say for a fact that I know that they ran their race very, very well. Not to say they didn't have slip-ups, not to say they didn't fall down, not to say that they didn't need the Lord God and community gently encouraging and correcting them. But they ran the life of faith with compassion and love and perseverance and help to extend the kingdom of God a little bit further. 
Christian philosopher and theologian Soren Kierkegaard says, God creates something out of nothing. That's, that's wonderful, you say, and it is to be sure. But what he does is still more wonderful. He makes sinners into saints. What good news that is, church, that God has called us forth to be saints even in our failures. And sometimes it's in our failures that we find something more, right? The Kasi people, as they were building these bridges and they were failing, that they were pointed to something beyond themselves. They found these trees that were bigger and stronger and sturdier and would outlive them. And in the same way as we think about the future, both the future in a hundred years and the future in this afternoon, we have to realize that we can't do it alone. That we both need the community of saints and we need the Lord God who is bigger and stronger and will be here longer after our lives, pointing us to love. Through baptism, we are reminded God's grace brings us to new life. Through the Lord's Supper, we are reminded that God's grace works in the world. So let us be witnesses, a community cheering one another on as we have been encouraged and celebrated, pointing one another to the author and perfecter of faith, our Lord God for many generations to come. Thanks be to God for that. Amen. To sainthood, but that God calls us forth through God's redeeming grace and love and calls each one of us saints. And so these are members who have died in the past year, And so I will read each name and we'll have a moment to remember them. And maybe you don't know all the names on this list. Maybe you know none of them. But know that their love has influenced this community and so has influenced you. Janelle Bates. Lillian Cowart. Carlotta Gaddis. Morris Hammer. Dr. Lewis Horn III. Kara Howard. Carol Johnson. William McAllister.
Aubrey Myrie Jr. Dorothy Myrie. William Wallet. Let us pray. Lord God, we give you thanks for the names read, for the lives lived, for the love given. We thank you that we have confidence the saints that have been read, the saints that have passed, are at rest in your beloved arms. And that they, though they have given much, they are now fully at peace. May we be witnesses that point others to you as the saints have done. Thank you for transforming us from saints or for sinners into saints. And this day of remembering, Lord, we acknowledge both the saints who have passed in the last year, but also saints who have passed in years previous, who have influenced and moved our lives. We pray for the families who mourn their loss, for the friends who mourn their loss. And God, as we think about this upcoming week, we also pray for those who have lost their lives in the horrors of war. We pray that one day peace will reign supreme. Swords will be beaten into plowshares and the wolf and the lamb will eat together. But until that day, we pray for your comfort and healing on all who have lost. Lord God, we know you to be the great healer and mender. And so for us who mourn death this day and this week, we ask that you are present and that you are with your children. Amen.